Welcome to the Stream Engine Podcast with Dave and Dave. Reviewing all the biggest movies and TV shows from Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and more of your streaming platforms. Stream Engine. Stream Engine. Stream Engine. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you? We are good. How are you? Lovely. Welcome to the Stream Engine podcast, yes. starring me, Dave Middleton, the game designer. And me, Dave Neal, filmmaker and part-time master of disaster, which is a real, oh. a real job that I've just got, um, where I help federal, state and local authorities access the information they need to recover quickly from calamities. So... <laughs> <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, Only a part-time job, though. It sounds like it feels like with such a such a hefty weight on your shoulders, and you're obviously very highly qualified. That that would be something you do more often. But I suppose it's well, yeah. You know, th- th- there aren't many uh, disasters. It was one of those things where I went for the interview, and I was really excited because of the obvious reasons. I thought the name was, you know, the job title was fantastic, and I've realised that it's just a shitload of admin and, and emails and phone calls, and it's actually. It's not that exciting. It's a bit in of a disaster. Order to master the, in order to master the disaster, you must master the admin of disaster. <laughs> exactly. I always think that as well with watching films uh, where they, they kind of reference it in some comedy films where like there's loads of explosions and car accidents and the police are kind of trying to sort this stuff out and the amount of admin that would be involved in like die hard <laughs> it would be insane there's a lot of paperwork to fill out a lot of insurance <laughs> a lot of forms a lot of reports that need doing yes um but yes uh so uh hi everybody uh, yes this is the stream engine uh, podcast and uh, we are once again going to be delving into um a film or a show uh, which is currently streaming on netflix amazon prime disney plus or just those three really isn't it mainly those three yeah and uh, today's uh, episode, today's episode, this episode, we're going to be reviewing Spirited Away from Studio Ghibli. Or is it Ghibli? 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 Ghibli. Ghibli. We're going with Ghibli. Studio's Gibbers. Uh, that's where <laughs> it's from. Um, yes. So uh, shall, I, shall I offer a synopsis? Please offer a synopsis, yes. Uh, a synopsis. So, uh, yeah, Spirited Away is, um, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Spirited Away <laughs> is, a sto- <laughs> is a story of uh, Chihiro, uh, uh, who is a young uh, 10-year-old girl who is moving to a new town with her, her parents. She's moving away from her old life. And um, on the way to their new house, they uh, find a mysterious archway. And they walk through the archway and... One thing leads to another, and they find themselves in a strange land full of spirits and uh, adventure. Um, and and yes, and there's an adventure. <laughs> that's that's it, isn't it? In a nutshell. Is, have you got anything to add to that? And as far as the synopsis goes, uh, as far as the synopsis goes, it is just completely fucking mental. So um, so yeah, that's all I would add. And she goes. It, she, she really get spirited away <laughs> <laughs> she, on an adventure to, to 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 save her parents we'll say that as well because mm. that's that's all in the opening so she's got to yeah. save her parents from uh, and save herself as well 
Um, yeah. And also going on a journey of personal discovery. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah, this is this is your the first Studio Ghibli film that you have seen, is that? I think correct? so, the yeah. There's a lot of the um, the animation style was kind of... There were so many cartoons when we were kids that had that kind of manga-y, kind of the Japanese animation style. And I must say that um, in terms of that, that I was pretty blown away by by the artwork and having done a little bit of research afterwards the fact that you kind of forget as much as we talked about toy story 4 was very um it's all cgi but it's still a lot that goes into it i mean these are all hand drawn like it's just bonkers to think that uh that that would be the case and it is it is a beautiful a beautiful experience um and yeah, as a first Studio Ghibli movie, the thing is, with this whole series, you know, we've got quite a few friends, um, who, including yourself, that are like super into it. And so I, I, was, I, I came into expecting a lot because people just absolutely bum this. <laughs> bum studio ghibli <laughs> can i say a, that it's such a I'm sweet really... and wonderful world <laughs> um yeah <laughs> can what, you... an, what an image that conjures it does um stu- yeah just just bumming away all those tiny little cute little animals um oh but my god yeah i it was it opened my eyes i didn't really know what to expect i th- i felt like it was going to be a little bit more uh kiddie in terms of like obviously some of the characters are quite kind of twee but in terms of the actual content and the story that's it's very dark yeah <laughs> like, it's um yeah it reminds me of for some reason just in terms of that sort of like dark fairy tale uh like uh the sort of the never-ending story which when i was a kid was what con that was oh my god <laughs> it was <laughs> One of the one of the saddest and darkest things ever. So, like, first of all, you had like you know the swamp of sadness, and and we all know what happens there. I'm not going to spoil another film in this podcast. It's pretty sad. Um, there's the wolf character in the Neverending Story, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But most of all, the scariest thing of all was the nothing. And I was like, that is like that's a pretty a pretty hardcore subject, isn't it? Like this, it's basically just nothing. And yeah. it just comes and takes everything. That was that was terrifying. I have I comprehend. I cannot remember the never ending story. I think I need to watch it again. The last time I watched it must have been like nineteen eighty nine or something. We sh- we should probably continue talking about Spirited Away in yes. that case and rather rather than um rather than yeah, going it, down that path. But yes, it's a dark fairy tale, isn't it? It kind of, it reminds me it's like a Japanese version of Alice in Wonderland, but like mm. I it's spot on. But I I just, I, I was struggling with it from the word go, really, like in terms of connecting with the story. And I, I had to really concentrate on what was going on. And like, was hearing about it in an interview, he said the director, who you're... You, you, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. He, um, he uh, was saying that he kind of like lets the story kind of come out as he's making it. And I was like, yep, I would have thought that's exactly <laughs> what was happening. It was like the but, ramblings of a madman. 
But, uh... so, so, so I read something similar as well, and that, and that is that he, uh, yeah, so he starts, he comes up with sort of the characters and has sort of ideas, but he doesn't really know where the story is going to go. And he has the characters and basically starts drawing storyboards and they start animating it before the, before it's finished, basically. And mm. he lets the characters go on, you know, go wherever they want in terms of their, their goal as characters, which... If you think about it, like, I mean, that's crazy. That would never happen at Disney, would it? No. They would never let anybody do that. Um, it's um, And it's pretty punk rock as well. It's like, yeah, we're just going to start making this film. Who knows where it's going to end up? <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, I find that kind of... It, it also creates, it create, you know, makes for a very unusual film. And that's why I think that's one of the reasons why it has this kind of dreamlike, ethereal mm. quality for, for what's going on. Um I don't want to be spoon-fed every single piece of information all the time. Like, I don't like films where the exposition is so, you know, obvious. But at the same time, this was the complete opposite end. (laughs) And I was just like, who is this woman with this giant head and this really obnoxious nose? And, like, who are these random little dust mites who look like spiders that are throwing coal into, like, Robotnik's house? You're just like... (laughs) Uh, it, he did it, it like Robotnik, didn't he? Yeah, he's basically Dr. Robotnik. But um, it, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could have kind of lost, have lost myself a bit more in it, but I was trying to concentrate. It might have been because I knew we were reviewing it and I didn't want to kind of let myself loose and miss anything. You know what? I, I can actually see that. And I think um, there is a lot to unpack in this film. And actually, I, so I've not watched it for probably a couple of years since watching it this time. And watching it knowing we were going to be talking about it I was you know I was keeping tabs and and sort of looking for things that maybe I wouldn't normally see and I saw all sorts of stuff I just didn't spot the first time all sorts of themes and characters and why they were there so I think there's a lot to unpack and it probably does reward repeat um repeat watches if you can bear to watch it (laughs) again (laughs) and just going back to what you were saying at the beginning it is a beautiful film like there's you're talking about the dust mites and like how how they move and how much personality they've got and all the just every scene you know there's there's so many tiny details there's um there's a bit when Chihiro uh, runs down some stairs and uh, a window opens up and there's a frog uh, a frogman type guy who's sort of smoking a fag out the window and just <laughs> yeah there's all these tiny little which wouldn't be wouldn't happen a disney film either people don't smoke, smoke cigarettes in disney films anymore cruella deville she she loved a cigarette oh, uh, dumbo but, smokes a cigar doesn't he? oh he does doesn't it yeah but then it makes him sick and yeah uh, and then he sort of goes on a weird psychedelic acid trip um, <laughs> someone laced that cigar with something dumbo was spiked what a dumbo um, <laughs> who gets spiked um but uh yeah, no, it's a beautiful film. The detail is just incredible. And I guess it's all, you know, hand-drawn, which is even more unbelievable. Mm. It's incredible. It's art, It's art, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely appreciate that. Um, but also, it, it's, it goes hand-in-hand in hand with that type of animation, though, as well, where the it might have been the fact that I was watching the American-dubbed version, but... There's lots of kind of silence, like awkward silences between uh, dialogue. And like it it just kind of made the whole thing kind of a bit. There was a lot of like awkward silence and the, the some of the uh, foley and the sound design was like really loud. Like the footsteps when they're walking down the tunnel at the beginning is so loud and they're so fake. 
and it's like it was just really it was really throwing me the whole thing but it's because I like I said I just didn't let myself get lost in it and I think as a kid when you've got no preconceptions I can imagine it just blows your mind that film if you're like you know if you're a 10 year old watching it you'd be like oh my god what the hell is this like this guy and this guy um, and you probably don't really care that it doesn't really make much sense at times but also I felt like I was missing a lot of the the deeper meanings behind everything that there's a lot of kind of life lessons and the the seven deadly sins kind of thing with the gluttony and like um just being concerned with material items all the time and things like that um and there's a few things when we get to spoilers that i'd like to talk to you about because you'd be able to explain what the hell there was going <laughs> i might on. be able to i might be like no i don't have a clue um, <laughs> so just talking about the sort of like uh, the kind of you know this the the strange and unusual nature of of the world so um you know, there's a lot of weird and wonderful characters. And I particularly like the radish, uh, radish spirit who has like yeah. big, a big naked bum. He was, he was good. Yeah. Or the, or the weird duck guys that have the leaves on their heads. There's all sorts of <laughs> great characters, but um, there's also, I don't think this is, this is a spoiler to talk about the fact that it's very, you know, it's very childlike the world that uh, for, for reasons that we'll talk about later on, but it's very childlike. Like there's a, there's a bit where in order to cast a spell in order to hide from the spirits, uh, Shiro has to hold her breath while she walks over the bridge, and it's like that's a classic like kids game to do, isn't it? Like hold your hold your breath when you go into the tunnel, and there's lots of things like that which are kind of which I picked up on. They're kind of kids. It's like a kids thing. I can't go into it without spoiling it. But then the thing is, like it, the actual world itself. That's amazing because I didn't notice that, and that's really that's really interesting. But like the actual play the the it's not i'm not i want to say a massage parlor it's <laughs> definitely not a massage parlor. but bath like house. it's a bathhouse bath and spa yeah. and that's quite a, such an adult thing like kids don't go for spas or if they do they're they're assholes i think that's a cult <laughs> i think that's a cult i think that's possibly a cultural thing though because bathhouses is like a big big thing in in japan aren't they um but yeah, so, so uh, I suppose we can elaborate a little bit on the plot here just to say that, um, you know, that, that much of the story is set in this bathhouse where uh, Shihiro is, uh, in, ends up on her adventure and you sort of are following her, following her journey to try and get back to her parents. But the, the scenes as well, like the animated water and the lights and it's all, it's all just about the small details, really. It just, mm. I don't know, it's magical. But then, you know... I, I get caught up sometimes while trying to shoot stuff myself where I sit there going, oh, how can we make this look amazing? And then I watch it back and I'm like, oh, it looks quite nice, but actually what <laughs> what is it? Like it doesn't do anything or the, the storyline's not quite there or whatever. And I felt I felt like that was was it for me <laughs> Dave, Dave Neal's review of Spirited Away it looks quite nice but it didn't do anything no it was it was just it, I yeah I, I I really left me feeling so caught. it was a real challenge for me to watch it like I was really I just wanted to turn it off <laughs> and I could I, I couldn't do it because I, mean, I was like I oh, know I have to watch this but I'm glad I did because you know after coming out the other side like I'm like yeah I'm really glad I've watched that because it's a it's a classic it's like heralded it's got like incredible reviews it's got it's it's the higher grossing movie than Titanic and like it's people, is it? 
people absolutely love it and is i'm it just highest like gro- highest gross higher grossing than titanic apparently so yeah that's outrageous um, whether that's just in Japan, I don't know, but um, it, I think you know it's people love it, and a lot of Japanese people obviously love it. It's it's very their cultures are very different to ours as well, so it's a little bit different. But I just was I I just it felt like it was it was the whole thing was sitting on me, like the whole time. <laughs> like the woman with the big nose was just crushing me with her nose throughout the whole film. Um, yeah, the, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that? Who's this?" Like, I didn't know she had a twin sister. Like, what the Yubaba. hell? Hank, that's a spo- that's a spoiler. Should we move into spoiler territory? We yeah, we're into spoiler. Spo- we're into spoiler right. territory. So, uh, so yeah, if you have not seen Spirited Away, uh, well, I mean, who knows? If if you if you're listening to me, go and watch it immediately, and then come back and listen to the review. Whereas if you're Dave Neil, go and watch it, but be careful that you're not crushed by Yubaba's giant nose. I would say because so many people love it and it is beautiful and it is a classic, I think you do have to go and watch it. I'm not saying I enjoyed it, but you have to watch it. So, <laughs> okay. So yeah, let's get into the spoiler territory. So um, so yeah, uh, uh, where do we, where do we even begin with this? Um, so I guess should we t- just talk about the themes of the film a little bit because that's that's yeah. kind of interesting, isn't it? So like, yeah. So the, the uh, you know at the beginning of the film, uh, Shihiro is is. Uh, afraid of of going to this new place and uh, leaving all of her friends behind and really the sort of I guess the crux of the film and the idea is that it's it's her and, and her dealing with the fear of going to a new place uh, and making new friends and throughout the con throughout the course of the film she makes new friends who are all weird spirit animals uh, and creatures and at the very end um, she is no longer scared anymore so that's kind of her journey it's about facing up to that fear um mm. and just readdressing what we were talking about earlier on about the um the sort of child's imagination the hold your breath thing is um when they first are going into before they reach the tunnel before they cross over into this sort of spirit world um shihiro asks oh, what are those little buildings out there and she's referring to these little tiny sort of um monuments by the side of the road and her parents say oh they're little people say they're little ha- houses for spirits so I mean, that's the sort of, I guess that it could be interpreted that all of this stuff is happening perhaps in her imagination because of, yeah, you know, what happens and and mm. the journey that she goes on. But you're never really quite sure. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Is that, does that happen in her imagination or does that happen in well, real life? Well, that's the thing. You don't, you don't know. You, you don't, don't bloody know. Um, yeah, definitely. But then... The, the the first thing the first thing for me this isn't actually a spoiler but the dad takes a shortcut and then decides he's a fucking boy racer and then he's just like <laughs> he's like I'm gonna get the shotgun and he's like you know trying to kill them basically and he nearly crashes the car and you're like what are you doing like why are you doing this and he's then not he's wearing like, a seatbelt as well either I'd like she's to not wearing a seatbelt then they walk down the tunnel and they're like you know at me as a as a dad is you know I'm quite I get quite stressed out as you can hear <laughs> I get quite stressed out now and again and like if we had to move that day the last thing I would be doing is walking down a tunnel with my family and then exploring this tiny little abandoned theme park I'd be like no the removal guys get there at four we've got to box everything up we've got stuff in the car like we've got some papers to sign we've got to look around it's going to be dark <laughs> soon it's like all these things that could be crossing my mind i wouldn't be like oh there's a lovely market store with some food i'd be like well, i'm not touching that it's an abandoned theme park 
It's an abandoned like, theme park and there's a feast just waiting here. I yeah. hope we don't get turned into pigs. Spoiler well, they, alert, they get turned into pigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which is, you know, which is quite cool. And it reminded me of uh, Willow. <laughs> Willow! Willow, Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, big shout out to Willow. Big shout out to Willow. They're, um, making a sequel, they're making a sequel to Willow at the moment. Oh, are they? Yeah. Mm, that'd be cool. Um, with probably Val Kilmer probably. again. No, he's I, in a bit I of a bad so. way, Val Kilmer, actually, isn't he? It'll probably be awful, but who knows? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I just, I didn't understand. Okay, so Haku, yeah. uh, why is he, if he's under the spell of Ubaba, Iranu, Ubavu, Ubaba, um, <laughs> sorry, um, what, if he's under her spell, then why would he have gone out and seen Chihiro and uh, gone to help her? And why is he also some kind of weird dragon dog? <laughs> the never-ending story. <clears throat> yeah, never-ending story. Um, I prefer uh, him as the dragon dog rather than kind of the androgynous kind of weirdo. Haku <laughs> the dragon dog. Da, 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 da. Um, the androgynous weirdo. He's David Bowie. Yeah, he's an androgynous weirdo, so I thought it was appropriate. Team Team androgynous weirdo. Um, so um, big up. It'd be better all if he was David Bowie. Weirdos out there. Yeah, I would love it if Haku was David Bowie, but unfortunately, he's <laughs> labyrinth. Not Bit of labyrinth vibe, actually. Dance magic, dance. <laughs> um, so yeah, Haku. Yeah, well, he's um. That was an in- yeah. That was a strange plot point, wasn't it? But that was that's that's again going back to that imagination like weird thing is mm. Yubaba, who is this uh, the witch? And here's a, here's an interesting fact I found out. All the characters' uh, names are actually just wh- who they are. Like Yubaba means bathhouse witch. Oh, Kamaji means old boiler man. Yes. Wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there what, you go. What does um, sen? What does sen mean then? It, it means thousand. Okay. I didn't just know that. I just I just read that. But um, uh, yeah. So so that so she st- she basically keeps people under her spell by making them forget their name. Yeah, yeah. By stealing their name and sen almost set. Sorry, we keep refer. We we should point out actually that Shihiro uh, she takes on a new name Sen while she's working in the bathhouse and basically yeah. has to remember her name as part of the the escape plan, doesn't she? Hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, everyone's like, you mustn't forget your name. And she's like, how could I forget my, oh, wait. And you're like, no. Um, and the, the, the bit where she goes to um, Ubaba's twin sister's house at the end. Yeah. She literally is there for like five 10 minutes. minutes, five minutes. And then she's like, oh, I got to go. And it's like, oh, my God. And, and then you're like, I thought there was going to be the twist that, you know, she, I thought. What was going to happen? The dad had crashed the car because he was driving like a maniac. They crashed. She was in a coma. And all the characters were people like around her that had come to visit her. And Dave, I'm so Uba- glad you didn't make this. I'm so glad you didn't make this film. Uh, and Ubaba was <laughs> going to be her grandma. Um, and so, like, it would be a bit like the Wizard of Oz, basically. But like, uh, that's, d- that's dark AF. That is. I don't know if I could if I could manage that. That would be. Imagine that at the end, as she just like she she finished the end of her journey, and it was just like beep beep beep. 
Yeah, and then she wakes up and she's like, ah, that was good. Or she'd fallen in a river or whatever, like, like they she say. She did fall in a river. That's what happened in the... That's, that's where Haku, uh, the androgynous yeah. dragon dog... Uh, <laughs> that is just such a classic you'd be like i mean imagine if i was at the you know i we i said dave i've got this idea for this film let's go for a beer and we sat down for a beer and i was like look this girl when she's a couple of years younger falls in a river then she visits his, visits this magical world and the spirit of the river is there and he's played by an androgynous boy who's kind of sexy to a 10 year old then he's also a half dragon dog and you'd be like get out i don't want to speak to you ever again <laughs> no but you wouldn't say that i'd be like, be like yeah. I've got, you'd be like i've got this idea for a film let's just start making it and i'd be like what happens and you'd be like i don't know i'm just making it up as i go along <laughs> but it's going to be beautifully drawn like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so so okay let's talk about there's a couple there's a few characters that we need to talk about um mm. there's a big big baby i don't know if that's what his name is <laughs> he's he's got a dinosaur hanging from his ceiling that's pretty cool right <laughs> yeah and doesn't and, he wear an apron where he's got his ass hanging out? Or am I thinking yeah. of the radish man again? No, I think he wears an apron. Um, mm. And also, I mean, again, it depends on when you're listening to this, but we're recording it while we're in the midst of, uh, of COVID-19 lockdown. Big Baby lives in his room. He's scared to go outside because of germs and he lives in his, his room. I was like, oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. I could, re- I could also relate to, um, there's a bit where No Face eats so much food that he's got like two mouths and a big fat, a huge big fat belly and he's just like yeah. And yeah i was like yeah i can relate to that as well yeah and there's another one that's just vomiting shit everywhere uh which i've definitely been in that situation before uh, <laughs> and that's like that's really graphic as well it's just it's, re- like, it's, it's quite scary like it's not something like the the no face thing when he starts eating people and has his like yeah, yeah. face in his belly so even the th- even the boiler man the boiler room guy mm. he's like his arms are all creepy and weird yeah yeah sorry sorry he's I, I i did enjoy the bit where um where he boiler man um gives them uh his train tickets they need to get the train and they're like where did you get these train tickets he's like i've had them for 40 years <laughs> and that's just the explanation <laughs> i'm yeah. like mate they're not gonna they're not gonna be valid anymore you've had those trains for 40 years like yeah Whoever was operating that train train service probably is not operating it any longer. They it says, probably have an expiry yeah. date of some kind. Forty years, outrageous. And it says here you uh, you've got your sixteen to twenty five rail card. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare. You're sixty five. <laughs> You're sixty five. Uh, to to be fair though, like if that is like an element of re- an an oasis of of sort of realism in an otherwise quite fantastical film because even in this world where there's spirits and and creatures and all sorts of weird stuff going on train tickets are still really 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 expensive which i'm pleased about (laughs) yeah i was like that's my anchor that's my anchor back into the real world (laughs) yeah i was desperate for numerous anchors back into the real world it was it was the fact that it was so seedy and creepy as well that i i didn't let myself get get kind of taken away i just think alice in wonderland going back to that reference is just so magical and amazing but i don't know whether that's because it's a very western don't know i mean it's not really uh, you can't I don't know you can say it like that and but i just felt like i was way more connected with that but then I didn't watch this film when I was a kid, so maybe I would have felt differently I, about it. Yeah, but this came out in like 2001. 2001? Yeah, so like, I mean, I, I probably watched it for the first time about 10 years ago, I think. Mm. Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. For for me, it's like I, I the, it, the film sort of washes over you. Um, uh, one of the other things that we didn't talk about earlier on, which we, we could have done pre-spoilers, was the the soundtrack, um, which I thought was was amazing. It's just got this beautiful sweeping score of strings. It's just like mm. the whole. It just it gives the whole film this magical kind of quality. Um, yeah. Yeah. When when the footsteps aren't really loud, mm. ruining it for you. Um, <laughs> No, it sounds, it, it, it sounds beautiful as well and just it's sort of otherworldly and yeah, I love it. I, I just wonder like how I don't know the director very well at all um, and I want how many films had he done and he'd done loads of films prior to this. Like Done loads, yeah. How did they give you him like this blank check and let him work like that? I mean, it's he's amazing. He's like Disney. He's like, he's like Walt Disney, basically. Right. I mean, he's not like Walt Disney. He's not like a Nazi or whatever Walt Disney was. I didn't say that. That's not true. Yes. Not true. Um, no, <laughs> is he cryogenically um, frozen, Walt Disney? I heard that. I th- yeah, or just his head is cryogenically frozen. Oh, right. It's underneath the um, the spinning cups, Disney World, Florida. Wow. It's a, cha- a secret it, chamber under there. It's in one of Mickey Mouse's ears. <laughs> so uh, one of the characters we haven't spoken about is uh, is No Face, who uh, I... We love No Face so much in this household that we've got a little tiny No Face doll that sits on our shelf. Um, and No Face is a character that has a, you know, sort of a black ghostly blob that has a white, very blank, uh, unexpressive face. And he makes a sound like a tortoise having sex. Have you ever watched one of those videos on YouTube of a ah, tortoise having sex? Ah! Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. If, uh, if any of our listeners have never uh, listened to this before, go on YouTube, type in tortoise having sex. And what you'll find incredibly fascinating is if it's a small tortoise, it's got quite a high-pitched voice. Uh, uh. But a very large tortoise <laughs> will have a very deep voice. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. It sounds exactly like that. It's great. Loads of clips on YouTube of tortoises having sex with like shoes and stuff. So. And don't use um, your work laptop for that. No, not safe for work. N N S W N S W. Um, but yeah, no face. Um, so I. So this is one of the things which I didn't. I didn't really get the first time or first couple of times I watched it, and I watched with fresh eyes this time. Is I was like, what? What's the purpose of the character of of No Face? So, um, uh, Shihiro or, or Sen, as as she becomes known, is you know she she's sort of thrust into this place where she doesn't know anybody or what's going on and and she starts to you know gradually build relationships with people there and eventually by the end of the film she has made new friends with that little that little weird mouse uh, that gets carried around by the little the little bee and no face and um, oh, the baby other sister yeah who's the baby um and and they're all her friends so no face is he's like He's the same as her. He's an outsider, right? So he's come to this place and doesn't know anybody there. And throughout the film, he he tries to befriend Sen and and she doesn't sort of respond to him immediately. But he sort of observes that people like being given gifts. Like he tries to give her the bath tokens, right? And uh, he uh, tries to give everybody money and they all start flocking around him and paying him attention and giving him food and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, hang on a second. So like these two are running, these two stories are sort of running parallel. Like uh, Shihiro or, or Sen, her story is that she's come to this place and she's make, she's working hard and getting to know people and sort of making friends through an organic way. And his story is how he's come to this place in the same situation, doesn't know anybody. And he is thinks that by making friends you give people gifts or you give them money mm. or whatever and it's sort of like it's almost 
it's fake, isn't it? It's like a false yeah friendship. That's 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 kind of why. Yeah, how yeah. I interpreted that. Does that sound about right? Do you think? Yeah, definitely. And there's a whole theme of like being materialistic throughout the whole thing. And yeah, it's mm. the whole and it's the point that Sen is just like or Jiro, your heart. Yeah, she's like, I don't need your gold. I just need to, you know, save my friend or find my parents or whatever. And yeah, uh, there's a there's a uh, she gets given um, something by someone at some point. Give <laughs> you a bag of attention. <laughs> um, and uh, she um, she she needs to use them to find her parents in this kind of like pig farm. Um, and she doesn't know which one's which, but she needs to f- find out who they are and save them with these like ball things. But she ends up giving one of them away, doesn't she? Um, because she's kind of like she wants to help people all the time, and she's like, weirdly, she's. I know you said about her learning lessons and stuff, but actually, she's the kind of pure thing in the center of all of this kind of madness and greed and. Um, and face learns gluttony. from her rather than rather than. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh, uh but and yeah and she's she actually is a bit of a badass even though she's quite young so one of the things i read is that uh miyazaki had uh had wrote this film uh because he didn't feel there was a film that existed that was good enough for like his 10 year old daughter so when he wrote the film he was thinking in every scene or oh, what would you know with with jiro or, or sen was thinking well what would my daughter do in this situation which i mm. think is like it's a pretty as far as 10-year-old girls go, she's quite, you know, realistic in her behaviour. She is very brave and she's very loyal and she's a very good person, but she also gets upset and is afraid at some at times and cries. And um, I don't know, she felt like a real person to me. I thought that was pretty, pretty mm. spot on. Cause, I mean, maybe she felt like a real person because they were like walking giant ducks yeah. with leaves on their heads. And that little frog guy, he's good. I liked him. I good. like the frogs. They're great. They're, uh, they're very... I was talking about the t- the tiny one, the little tiny frog that wears a dressing gown. <laughs> frog in a dressing gown's great. I'd like one as a pet, but <laughs> a dressing gown. A dressing gown as a pet. <laughs> just that. I can um... sort that out for you. <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we sum it up then? For uh... <sighs> yeah, I feel I feel like we've kind of left a lot un- unexplored, but but you know that i feel like we've well what we've do you, you can touch on something else no no i think i think that's kind of that's kind of it i think we're, we're there aren't we um no i absolutely love spirited away i think it's a beautiful film i think there's all sorts of uh tiny details and hidden meanings and just there's a lot of beauty to be found in it beauty is the word i would use to describe it. and there's a lot of humor as well it's i think it's very funny um in, uh, in lots of places and I am going to give it five out of five my first five out of five film score a perfect film <laughs> no that's well this is the beauty of the out of five system five out of five just <laughs> means it's a really good classic film okay um I will go for the fact that I was desperate to turn it off from the moment I started watching it <laughs> um I uh, really struggled to follow what was going on. <laughs> that just could have been me. Um, I thought it was ridiculous and <laughs> random. But then there's something to be said for something that's not just following the conventional rules. Um, and it was beautifully you know, crafted in terms of the artwork and the music, like you were saying. And um, So I know that this is going against everyone in the world but i i just really hated it <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna give 
for my personal opinion is it's a one. It's a one. Yeah, but that's what this this that's what this podcast is about. We're not we're not reviewing films like in a traditional sense. We're we this is just how we feel about them. Yeah. I the never fa- want to sit through that ever again. Oh my god. I love the fact that it's a five for me and a one from you. That is like <laughs> Mm. that's great though you know it's good it's good it makes it makes for a more interesting conversation otherwise we're just like oh it's really good it's really great i'm i'm yeah. pleased that we feel differently i'm shocked i'm surprised but at the same time you know it great. actually it kept it's kept me awake because i i watched the film it that much. and i hated that much that i was like fuck and i knew i and i know people will be listening to this and be like you're an idiot like what the hell are you doing and that's totally fine. And I get why people love it. I understand mm. everything. Why It's just not my thing. I'm not into fantasy. I don't really... I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't like... Um, I've literally forgotten the name. Don't, the like, fa- don't like any of that fantasy <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> don't I'm like lit- Harry Potter. Don't like Lord of the Rings. I've literally forgotten the name of the most famous TV show in the world. That's fancy. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, how have I forgotten that? <laughs> See, like everyone will be like, turning, never listens to this podcast again. But it's just, I, I've never got on with stuff like that. And like, I, I, as much as I, it annoys me because I don't want it to be so obvious. And I don't want to be a conventional movie fan. But it just nothing spoke to me at all. <laughs> That's and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody who's like, what? You're an idiot. It's um, I think that's quite interesting though, isn't it? Like it's uh, it's, I think it's the hallmark of. I was about to say something that's really amazing, but it's not. Uh, it's it, the fact that it's polarizing is so interesting, isn't it? Like yeah, it's like you get bands, um, you know, you get bands or or any kind of artists, not just bands, um, but music is obviously our next kind of greatest love, where you're um where one, one band sounds like the most, you know, one song sounds the most incredible, beautiful thing in the world to one person and somebody else can't stand it because of, of the voice of the singer or something like that. And I suppose it's the same same kind of thing. It's a polarising, uh, very polarised, well, it's not usually a polarising film, but in the context of our podcast it is. Yeah. Um, and, but and anyway. That's, that's why it annoys me when people, I, I, I used to be like that when I was a lot younger with bands where someone's mm. like, oh no, they're shit. And you're like, you can't say that because if they're successful, or even if they're not, but like if people really love what they do, then that's what art should be about. And you know, it's it, it doesn't mean you have to like everything. I'm trying to justify my terrible score, but I just I just do yeah, read one like out it. of five. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I think it would be nice to hand something over to anyone that's listening as well. If you uh, do, you agree with me or Dave Neal? If you disagree with dave neil tell him why he's totally wrong even though you can't tell him that because you know <laughs> it's subject it's subjective man it's subjective but i'd be interested to know like uh, if anyone can sell sell this film to me do you know what would be an interesting an interesting question to ask people and please do post on on our facebook page if you don't like us on facebook page uh, uh, like us on facebook do do like it um or, or comment anywhere else if you have a film that everybody else absolutely loves and you cannot stand it, and you can't see what the attraction is. Tell us what it is. I'm interested to know. I was like that with Game of Thrones. That's another and, bombshell. And Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings, and anything that's fantasy except for Willow. Willow! Harry Potter, I've sat through all of the films, I think. Well, no, not all of the films, most of the films, and I've like not hated them. But uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones, I got to like six episodes in, and I was just like... 
Yeah, Shite. loving loving the boobs, loving the violence, but I'm just bored because it's just the same old shit. And then apparently I've missed, I've totally missed out on all the good stuff. So um, anyway, it's not about me; it's about films. About films. Um, thank you, uh, everybody, very, uh, for listening. Obviously, if you've enjoyed it, please do uh, do share it. Uh, make sure you are following um, uh, us and following our podcast so you get updates when the next ones are coming out. Um, what is our next film, Dave? Our next film is going to be American Psycho. A bit different from Spirited Away. A bit different, but the same kind of, you know, there's a few similar themes there, which we will touch on. I promise there's, there's one main <laughs> one anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Honestly, we really appreciate it. A lot of people are going to stop listening to this podcast after my review of this film. But uh, but yeah, tell us what you think and share away, like away. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Like and subscribe.